0: dirty dealings at Barr's Justice Department, Trump holds another extinction event in Arizona, and more good polling news on today's
1: Wait, What? This is Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele. Wait, What? is your political recap. We'll tell you who's making news and what it means to liberals and progressives everywhere. And we'll interview the newsmakers that make it happen. So from the nation's capital, here's reporter Jimmy Zuma. And from the great state of Arizona, here's Senator Victoria Steele.
2: Two interesting and troubling things happened today in Washington. In the first one, a three-judge panel of the appeals court told the judge in the Michael Flynn case to dismiss the case based on the idea that the Justice Department has great deference in deciding whether or not to charge cases. And then something else happened. Two assistant US attorney whistleblowers came forward and testified before a committee in Congress saying that politicization has really kind of ruined the Justice Department and that one testified that interference in the Roger Stone case was both illegal and violated all the Justice Department guidelines. And another one testified that the antitrust division was being used to target marijuana companies, even though there was no antitrust issues. This is the reading the, the testimony of these two guys. It's really important to understand that what they are testifying is that Bill Barr used the Justice Department to start political prosecutions and to stop prosecutions of people that he favored and that Trump favored. Friends of Trump. Roger Stone, if you remember right in the Roger Stone case, he uh, lied to Congress. He lied to the judge. He threatened witnesses, engaged in witness intimidation with Jerome Corsi, and he also obstructed justice.
0: Roger Stone did
2: all that. Roger Stone did all that. He was found guilty of all that. And at the end of the trial, when the sentencing memo was created by the reg- through the regular process, they said you should get about three years in jail. Well, the Justice Department, and by that we mean Bill Barr, intervened and said, no, that sentence was too harsh for a guy like Roger Stone. And oh, basically, really? <laughs> they shouldn't use the calculation that they use for every other criminal to judge the sentence for Roger Stone. Now, you can say what you want about these sentencing guidelines. Some yeah. people like them, some people don't. But the fact is, unless they apply equally, it's not justice. And that's what uh, Zelensky, U.S. Attorney Aaron Zelensky, testified to. He testified to a pattern of corruption in the changing of the sentencing guidelines, dishonest misrepresentation in the subsequent, the the one the Department of Justice put in a separate sentencing memo, and there was corruption in there and dishonesty, he says, and that this was all done because Trump wanted to help his buddy, Roger Stone, who had helped him win the election. And that's, of course, what this case is all about. The cheating that Roger Stone did to help Trump win the election and his mm-hmm. connections directly to Trump. Uh, Zelensky also outlined all the evidence about Trump's direct connection with Roger Stone, about campaign aides like Manafort's collection with, connection with Robert Stone. All these other people in the campaign, Steve Bannon, who were all working with Roger Stone to try and smear Hillary Clinton. And they all got caught and then Roger Stone got sentenced and then the Justice Department tried to change it, to try to change, ignore the sentencing guidelines, misstate the sentencing guidelines in the memo, and just basically cheat on behalf of Roger Stone.
0: So that's what Barr is doing.
2: That's what Barr is doing. Barr is using the Justice Department for political prosecutions. The second U.S. attorney, uh, it's this one's a little harder to understand, he testified that he works in the antitrust division. And in the antitrust division, since 2017, they had, and this of course includes his predecessor, Jeff Jeff Sessions, Sessions, that engaged in political prosecutions of marijuana companies using the antitrust laws to investigate them. But there were in fact no antitrust violations that were brought to their attention before these investigations were started. So basically, they are investigating companies for doing nothing wrong just to interfere with that com- those companies' businesses and their ability to merge.
0: Because you have to fight a federal lawsuit or a federal investigation or an audit that interferes with your business, and that's terribly expensive.
2: Right. Well, what changed is there was a rider in a congressional funding bill that said that the Justice Department is not allowed to prosecute marijuana cases if the behavior and conduct was legal in the state where it occurred. So at that point, they pivoted to using the Justice Department in a political way to circumvent the law. That's what happened.
0: Wow. And and on top of this, the, the Mike Flynn. Thing.
2: Yeah, the Mike Flynn thing. Now, we don't know if this is the end of it, this three-judge panel ruling. We don't know if Judge Emmett Till will resist it. But there's something called a non-bank hearing that happens after the three-judge panel rules. A judge can request a non-bank hearing, and that's the entire appeals court. The entire, I think, nine or ten judge. I don't, I don't know what it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, appeals court will rule on this, and they're very, very likely, I think, to rule in a different direction. But we'll see. So on the one hand, we started the morning with the judge panel saying that we give great deference to the Justice Department in the prosecution of cases and how they handle it. Essentially, this this panel said the Justice Department gets to decide whether people are guilty or not, because <laughs> that's what happened here. Roger Stone was found guilty by a jury of 12 people, and then the Justice Department tried to withdraw their sentencing after, after the fact. So basically, the thing that happened today is the morning started out with... Judges saying we owe great deference to the Justice Department and the prosecution. And not an hour later, two assistant U.S. attorneys testified that the Justice Department is being used for political prosecutions. Now, not certainly that
0: we didn't already know right. that, but this is clear.
2: Now, certainly in this case of the sentencing memo um, for Roger Stone, that's the case. But it also seems like to me they're engaging in political favoritism in calling for this decision. To dismiss the charges against Mike Flint. Yeah. Both of these guys are guilty as hell. So so Jimmy
0: you you are so good at, at just really getting into the details of this and all the 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 legal stuff, the minutiae that that I'm just really not I don't have my head there. <laughs> but because um, I'm doing other things. But right. when what does this look like? What does this tell us from like the 35,000 foot view? What what
2: does this look like? Well, it tells us for the first time in our history that we know of that the Just Department, Justice Department is a political arm of Donald Trump. That Donald Trump can decide who gets off. He can decide who gets investigated. And the Senate also appointed the 200th Trump appointment judge today. So oh, God, things get worse. Okay, you know? so
0: so this is a really depressing view. Yes. So uh, let's say that this continues, mm-hmm. and he keeps putting on more judges, and and, and the, the Justice Department is, is a political tool for the president to do right. whatever the hell he wants to do. So
2: To hurt people. That's what we're talking about here. To hurt, to hurt enemies people. and help friends. Yeah. This is so frightening.
0: All right. But let's say, because somebody just asked me the other day—actually, a couple of people have asked me this recently— what happens if Biden is elected president? But we still have a couple of months left before Trump is, you know, before Biden is is in, in the president's office. Right. Trump can really wreak havoc, like he hasn't already, but right. I mean he can continue to wreak havoc over those next couple of months. With all of the crap that he's doing, that that Trump is doing, can Biden overturn that? Can he undo that?
2: Well, first off, Biden can overturn all of the executive orders that Trump has made, many of which are just BS. But the ones that have real substance, he can overturn them on day one. He could just merely say that that Trump's executive orders are not valid and will not be enforced in his administration. So he could do that, and then somebody will take it to court, and I think the court will find that the president has that power. But the regulatory changes that they're making need to be rolled back. And these judges, there's a problem with these judges. They are mostly unqualified individuals. Hmm. They are mostly people who couldn't get a bar association rating. They are mostly people who are not qualified to be judges. And I think the remedy for this would be for Congress to pass a law saying no chief of any federal court can assign a case to a judge for which that judge is not qualified to render a judgment. And Mm -hmm. I think that gives the, the, the leeway to not have these unqualified people prosecuting or judging cases that they have no basis, no business judging. And then, of course, the other remedy is to impeach them. And that's a longer, more complicated structure. But it looks like after the election, the um, Democrats will control the House and the Senate. So they could potentially do that. It's possible that they could get the 60 votes they needed to impeach a judge. Uh, Certainly, Bill Barr would be impeached in the next administration for being a criminal. But he'll be out of a job on day one of the Biden administration. Right. Thank so, God. but yeah, everything can be changed as much as Trump tried to destroy the Obama legacy just for destroying the Obama legacy, just because he embarrassed him in public, yeah. Biden can fix all that. And I'm, I'm sure that what will be necessary in addition to that is kind of a truth and reconciliation commission like they mm-hmm. had in South Africa. We need to know what crimes were done, what laws were broken and we need a full airing of all the misdeeds during the Trump administration. So I hope that the president and Congress create such a committee, a select committee to investigate truth and reconciliation. But as I said, the other power they have is to start impeaching these unqualified judge judges merely because they are unqualified. And that will go a long way towards helping to change things. But what Trump's going to do between now and then, going back to your question, he's going to continue to make a mess. He's going to continue to make a mess as much as he can. He's going to continue to appoint these unqualified judges simply because of their age. And when the pardons start, that will be the basis of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's work. Trump will start pardoning. Here's Here's who he's going to pardon. Okay. Everybody that he gave money to. He's doing a lot. He's he's doing secret contracting without going through the government process for letting a contract related to coronavirus give him money to his buddies. You know, the political operative who started a mask company and never delivered a single mask and others we don't know because he won't disclose how the money is being spent. So a lot of that money is being given to people who don't deserve it for things that they aren't going to do. So he will look to pardon them so they can't implicate him. Anybody he pardons will be a string that if you pull it, there'll be a conspiracy behind it.
0: yeah
2: yeah, and um you know they the thing is the president cannot use the power of pardon under one circumstance, and that is to cover up crimes that he committed. Mm. So it's going to be an interesting first year in the Biden administration. I can tell you that. I can hardly
0: wait. Well, either way, President Trump visited Arizona yesterday, and we're going to have more on that right after this. So yesterday, just after Arizona had another record-setting increase in the number of coronavirus cases, President Trump visited arizona for a rally but first he stopped off at the border to visit his border wall it's on the u.s mexico border near yuma and he wanted to brag about it but you know the funny thing is he you didn't hear him mentioning his his policy of removing migrant children from their parents custody and putting them in cages probably because white suburban housewives yes even the republican ones aren't too fond of that practice, but if Trump is holding on to dear life, to his border wall idea (laughs) is the only thing that he has to talk about. uh, That was the main theme of his 2016 campaign. Does that mean this dude has nothing new to talk about?
2: Well, he doesn't want to talk about his record because his record's been crappy. It
0: sucks. <laughs> the economy. He could talk about the economy.
2: Uh, can't talk about that.
0: Uh, how come? He
2: could talk about his pandemic <laughs> response.
0: Oh, what? which no. he thinks is
2: great because he stopped the Mexicans from bringing the virus through oh the my wall.
0: God.
2: You know that was his yeah. statement in Yuma. He said it stops the coronavirus. It stops everything.
0: Oh my God! That wall.
2: Now here's what's weird about that. If the wall actually stops coronavirus from passing through, that's going to make the Mexicans happy. Because their cases are coming from us. We're infecting yeah. them. And in fact, if you go through the border now in Nogales, your car will be disinfected and you will have to be sprayed down and disinfected in order to enter Mexico because we're such a hot spot. Yeah.
0: And I saw, I saw all kinds of, of, of chatter on Twitter yesterday where people were saying that—, that um, Trump was saying that the Mexicans were bringing coronavirus over and and, and then that, that the governor wasn't disagreeing with them. And Martha right. McSally, Senator McSally, wasn't disagreeing with them either. It's like, oh, my God, people. Anyway, so after his, his grandstanding at, at his pathetic wall, later in the afternoon, he goes to the Phoenix area to hold a rally at Mm. one of those big mega churches where he spoke to a crowd of conservative young people. It's a group called Students for Trump. Well, most of those young folks were, of course, not wearing masks, and they were very, very close together.
2: They were touching shoulders. That's how close they were together. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Now, here's the thing, though. They were okay. They're all safe because— the day before Trump arrived, the pastors of that church made a video announcement that I, I first saw on the Rachel Maddow show, so you know how, how important this <laughs> this video was. Their video said that some of their parishioners had developed a miracle cure air conditioning system that magically removed 99.9% of all COVID-19 germs right out of the air. So they're all safe. Ta-da! Yeah, we're going to see how well that that worked about two weeks from
2: now. Well, it's bullshit for two reasons. Yeah. The first reason is, of course, it's bullshit. It's just bullshit. (laughs) The second reason, of course, is you don't get COVID from your air conditioner. You get it from the people next to. You get COVID from their breath traveling around the room the first time. Not after it's been through the air conditioner.
0: Right. And the air conditioner is just going to turn it around and send it out again.
2: Right, right. So,
0: well, and the the big growing area, you're talking about all these young people, all these kids that are shoulder to shoulder in this place, not wearing masks.
2: I call these Trump's extinction events.
0: Oh, I think you are so right. <laughs> this is the second one. The, well, the the big growing area of concern for the coronavirus pandemic is that young people are the ones that are getting it now, the fastest, and they think they're invisible, which is like right. part and parcel of being a young person. You think that invincible. You're invincible. They're, yes, yeah,
2: they're not. They're not yuck. invisible,
0: <laughs> right? And and so they they get it and they don't die but they bring it home to mom and dad and grandma who are more likely to die
2: or right. to get very sick right these people are walking grandma killers yeah
0: yeah exactly and and the the trump um trump used the these xenophobic terms in his speech calling the coronavirus the kung flu now why would he do this? This is building anger against Asian Americans. And we're already seeing a frightening uptick in the cases, in the number of cases of of Asian bigotry. This is dangerous.
2: These MAGA sh- mouth breezers are attacking Asian people. And you can find it on YouTube. You can yeah. find several instances of it where a person just walks up to an Asian person and, and attacks them, you yeah. know, because they're Asian. Right. Because, you know, they believe this myth that China sent this virus to harm us because we have the worst infection in the world and it shows no signs of getting better. It's only getting worse. Just today, New York said if you come from Arizona and several other hotspot states in the south, you must have a 14 day quarantine when you get to New York. Wow! So you, if you want to visit New York from Arizona, you're going to be staying in your hotel room for two weeks.
0: Okay, so you're here in Tucson, Arizona, right now right. visiting. Will you be able to
2: get back? Well, that's a good question because it's going down in Maryland, and I can I can well expect that by the time I go back in a month, that um, they they will be saying that that you've got to in quarantine Maryland. for two weeks. Yeah, in Maryland, in Washington D.C., wow. in Virginia, in Delaware, all those states are going to follow New York's lead.
0: Ah, oh, well. Fortunately, uh, Trump's visit was was quick and relatively painless, except for those peaceful protesters outside of this church who were uh, attacked, by the Phoenix Police Department right. with, with tear gas. This is
2: another one of those situations where the police cause violence by attacking.
0: Right, right. I mean, they, they use tear gas. I saw on, on on all sorts of social media uh, reports about um, they, they even attacked a, a nine-year-old boy uh, shooting this tear gas into him. You know, yeah, I mean, this is so crazy. They were using these flashbangs that, right. that have, the, they are so loud and they're so impactful that if you're there, you could start. It, it causes vomiting in some people.
2: Where is uh, Phoenix Mayor Kate Gallego on this?
0: I don't know. I have not I haven't
2: heard. heard a peep.
0: Well, now she's
2: fun. basically a good mayor. Yeah, we she, have to she's say she's, she's a good mayor. She's not perfect, but she's a good mayor. Yeah. But we haven't heard a peep from her about this.
0: Yeah, well, anyway, um, and so fortunately, his, you know, that was over in a matter of just a few hours. He didn't linger, and you know, we don't have him doing the walk of shame from the phone or from the plane anymore. Right. Um, but Arizona is really one of those key states. We are a swing state, and that's a pretty big deal. Arizona is not a shoe in for either presidential candidate. There are there are votes to be won in Arizona. And um, well,
2: it's not a shoe in, but there's a clear leader. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Biden has led in eight of the nine Arizona polls taken since early March. That's according to real clear politics. And and Biden, by the way, called Trump's visit to Arizona reckless and irresponsible. Here, here.
2: Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, and 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 it, uh, this comes at a good time for Biden because he's not only increasing his lead in Arizona, uh, he's increasing his lead nationally. I'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. In Arizona, of the last seventeen polls, that's the number that I counted, Biden won thirteen of them; two were ties, and Trump only won two. Mm. So there's a clear trend in Arizona. It might only be a four point lead, but the trend is toward Biden. And I will say to Anybody who says Biden ought to be out there more, Biden ought to be doing more, you can't argue with success. He's turning states like Arizona. And the other big news, Biden has now passed 10 points, the 10-point lead over, um, over uh, Trump. Over Trump. And this was, you know, actually I predicted this last night. We were talking planning for the show, and I said, you know, we were at he was at a nine point eight lead. I said, you know, he might cross ten tomorrow, and now he's at ten point one in the aggregated polling. And again, this is aggregates aggregates of all the polling over the last week since June first.
0: Oh, since June first. Yeah, since
2: June first. June first to now. And he leads by 10.1 points nationally. He's leading still in all those expanded battleground states. He's really doing well. So, for all those people who are saying,
0: why aren't we seeing Biden out right. here? Why isn't he on the campaign trail? You know, well, like you said, you can't argue with
2: success. It's already working for him. When your opponent is self immolating, get out of the way. <laughs> and Biden Let has been very it. effective at yeah. letting Trump kill himself. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what we're seeing here. We'll see what happens after his close-in visit to Phoenix, whether he is killing yeah. himself.
0: Well, he um, might be.
2: Yeah, I would say that's the best opportunity, the most likely opportunity he's had so far to catch coronavirus.
0: And what do you call these Trump rallies where no one's marrying Extinction
2: him Extinction
0: events. <laughs> <laughs> I, You know, I, that's funny. And not funny. And not funny. Because these are Arizonans'
2: lives that we're talking right. about. Right. And and now there's a super spreader. They call them, the doctors call them super spreader events. Yeah. Because all of these, you know, 2,000 kids. Now I know they're saying 3,000 people were at the rally, but as far as I know, the venue holds 2,400. So let the expansion begin. But that's going to be 2,400 people who are going to go back to their communities, potentially with COVID-19 in their system and they're going to spread it around to their families and their families are going to spread it around to their neighbors and their neighbors are going to spread it around to their community. Right. And I'm beginning to wonder at this point, whether Trump is practicing a strategy that's essentially going to reduce his numbers at the polls because he's killing so many people. You know, we've had 120,000 wow. people in the United States over 120,000 killed. So this is far. His,
0: how he's going to suppress the vote.
2: And he's, he's going to suppress the vote among Yeah. yeah. Because they're going to, some of them are going to die. Some of Trump voters, Trump voters are older. They're less educated. If they're not wearing masks, they're dumber. Put on your mask. And um, (laughs) mask up. They're more likely to die. (laughs) So I don't know if that number, that number could be 50,000. He could, he could be killing 50,000 people who would vote for him. So there's no way this makes sense. No, there's no 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 permutation that makes any sense except for Trump's a dope.
0: (laughs) So just just real quickly, and I know we're we're just about to say goodbye, but but it just occurred to me that he wants to move. The the he's moved the GOP convention to Florida, mm-hmm. where they like he Arizona a lot have of incredibly high rates. So we've got late surges of COVID nineteen right. and and you know record breaking surges, worse than what New York had. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're looking at that with a lot of old people. Right. And, and again, he's going to kill off more people. So, but well,
2: that's what, going to be a real extinction event because. Yeah, no
0: kidding. But what about the Democratic convention? When is that?
2: I don't know. I haven't What's been following it. I, you know, I think there is a plan to have a virtual convention, but it's not fleshed out yet. People yeah. are waiting to see what happens. Uh, there's no way they can do what Trump's doing. Yeah. There's no way an ethical party no. can do what Trump's doing. No, no. Um, we,
0: we thought the numbers might be lower by this point and they're
2: they're going up. They're just not. There's not going to be We a haven't regular... even
0: gotten to that second wave yet because we're not done with the first. Still in
2: the first wave. Yeah. That's and, it's much and that's worse than the ironic thing. People are looking at this as the second wave, but it's really no, not. It's a continuation. It's Numbers have gone steadily up since yep. the beginning. There's never been a time when they went down. Some of the eastern states like New York have managed to bring it down. Mm -hmm. and that they've done that by social distancing they've done that by mask wearing they've done that by mandatory rules for Mm -hmm. mask wearing they're seeing some success they don't want us bringing it back to them no i know they don't and i don't
0: blame them all right well that's it for today's show if you find yourself saying wait what don't worry we'll be back next week uh don't forget subscribe to our show wait what Politics with Zuma and Steel on your favorite podcast app or visit waitwhat.media. Leave a voicemail on our web uh, <laughs> <laughs> Leave a voicemail better than what I'm doing right now on our website waitwhat.media or visit our
2: Facebook page. That's it. And if and you, if you do flub the voicemail, you can re-record it. Oh, That's okay with us. Okay, we
0: could re-record that. <laughs> we well,
2: probably too. should re-record this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll just reread that last part. Yeah. And don't forget, subscribe to Wait What? Politics with Zuma and Steel on your favorite podcast. <laughs> sure, I will. Subscribe to Wait What? Politics with Zuma and Steel on your favorite podcast app or visit waitwhat.media. And leave a voicemail on our website, waitwhat.media, or visit our Facebook page. And we'll see you next week.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's it for today's show. If you find yourself saying, wait, what? Don't worry, we'll be back next week. Subscribe to Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele on your favorite podcast app or visit waitwhat.media. And try out our quick takes. So here's the thing, commentary from Victoria Steele and the ZOP, topical explainers from Jimmy Zuma. I'm Monica Price.